Straight out of Gibraltar, sponsored by Coca-Cola. Welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar, bringing you interviews and all the best music from the Gibraltar music scene. Hey guys, welcome to Straight Outta Gibraltar, and of course we bring you a brand new episode uh, pretty much sporadically now, as much as we possibly can, obviously because we get busy, obviously our daily lives get in the way, but we're very proud to continue the momentum, and obviously last week we had a great interview with Jamie Cheppy, so we wanted to continue, we thought that they got great feedback. So we wanted to get another guest, and surprisingly enough, this actual guest is actually here with us in Gibraltar. But obviously, due to the pandemic, we can't exactly meet up. And obviously, with the weather outside, we're a bit disappointed. But what can we do? Before I get carried away, uh, I'd like to say that the podcast, as always, is sponsored by Coca-Cola. And we can thank Second and Speed for everything that they've done for us. And obviously, to sponsor everything that we do and to do further and do more things in the future. And we can't thank them enough for that. So before we get carried away, and actually talking a bit more about our guest, we'd like to welcome Patrick Murphy to the show. So welcome, Patrick. Hello. Thank you for having you me. Patrick? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Enjoying the lockdown, uh, just kind of trying to do as much work as possible, even though I'm kind of stuck in the house. Yeah. Uh, it actually helps. I mean, when we spoke to Jamie Chappie last week, he was saying that um, the lockdown is actually helping him with music and actually having more time for music. Is that maybe the same in your case? Yeah, I, I would I would kind of agree with that. Um, yeah, it's because, um, you know, like I'm, ju- I'm just trying to kind of <laughs> do as much with my bands as I possibly can while I'm not even near them. So I'm here in Gibraltar, and all of them are in UK. So, yeah. Thank God for technology, huh? Yeah, just got to keep as busy as possible. So I've got something to look forward to for when we actually get out of this. Yeah, and that's the best way to go. I think it's. I think most musicians, at least from what we see on 
Friday Night Live and even the ones that are not part of Friday Night Live are taking advantage of pretty much sitting down. You sit, not, not not you can't record like a track, but you can actually record covers or even like full bone tracks get recorded. Obviously, the mastering and everything else and the time and efforts that you could have maybe on a weekend, you're actually doing on a daily basis, which actually helps a lot as well. So it's a yeah. win-win situation sometimes because there is so much local music getting out there at the same time. Yeah, it's awesome to see so many musicians kind of uh, trying to get their stuff out there while everyone's on lockdown because, you know, to a lot of people, it's pretty much all they have to look forward to in the week is uh, kind of seeing and having their like parties on Friday and like at home with your family. And it's a good way of kind of entertaining people while they're all stuck at home. It is absolutely fantastic. And I I don't think really seem people I, I think people don't seem to seem see the efforts that go behind that as well it's not just like the, the hosting like nolan does on a, on a weekly basis but there's more to it than that there's actually the post-production there's actually getting the videos together getting it out there on tv as well and it, it's just fantastic to see how it's a, you can watch it on tv you can watch it on youtube on your phone you know it's it's everywhere and it's great to see and it's great to see all local musicians come together and collaborate as well yeah, for sure. Like, uh, end, of, end of the day, the, the more collaborating you can do with other musicians, the better you get as a musician and as a writer. That's how. That's what I think, at least. Like, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I remember Stefano Blanca a very long time ago said, uh, when we spoke about something, and he just said, less competition and more collaboration. And that's exactly, the, right now, that's what, exactly what's happening. I think it's beautiful to see. when, when I, it, it didn't really dawn on me as to, how great all this was until I watched um, Adrian uh, Pizzarello, Lawrence, Emosi, Nolan, friend of oh, Johnson, yeah, the, free falling. The free calling, the free falling, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, and it, so, it, it, so it hit home in every sense of the word. It, it was just so great to see. And to see that all the four of the greatest musicians the local music scene has had, to see them like mesh and, and get together to, and collaborate into something like that, it just worked and it was great. Yeah, and it's awesome to see for me as well, because like when I was growing up in the music industry in Gibraltar, looking up to all these great musicians and songwriters, it's it's just awesome that they kind of can all get along and kind of build the music scene rather than kind of be competitive with each other. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And you mentioned right there, obviously, growing up to witness what the scene was and obviously what it's become, rather. Um, but what was it like for you growing up to see all these musicians, obviously the likes of Nolan, obviously Giles and, and Lawrence and even Adrian? I mean, it was great. Like um, me and me and the boys in Headwise, we we kind of tried to like emulate a lot of uh, what Adrian did. Uh, and we we loved his stuff. And like <clears throat> he was always such a big help to us. And uh, we... Uh, yeah, it was just it was just really cool. Like um, it just in, inspired us and kept us writing, kept us focused, and you know, like the results kind of are what came out of Headwires, which was some moderate success here, and kind of made us all just better at what we we're doing. Yeah, and yeah. obviously Adrian always has a lot to give, and in every sense of the word, whether it's music or it's wisdom, and you know, I'm always I mention it all the time. But I'm always very grateful to Adrian because I, I don't think I'd be doing this right now if it wasn't for him in every sense of the word. And it was m mostly because one of the first people, obviously you send it to all the musicians you know, 
and obviously you you were part of my, one of my other podcasts in inspired by which we did at Bistro Medellin years I don't know if ago you remember yeah that. yeah that was a very fun interview as well yeah and obviously and obviously through Adrian was the first one to reply to when I started that project and I'm always I've always held him very dear even prior to that but even more so after that as well so for me it's it, it just helped me get the confidence I suppose to get out there obviously I interviewed the ones I knew first and then obviously made my way around obviously I knew the scene already but it was good to get to know people like yourself and obviously like and like Kevin like Daryl and obviously even get to know people like Stephen McLaren on a more personal basis and um, as yeah. you so it just helps you know in, in every sense of the word yeah totally I, I couldn't agree more like um to to a lot of us growing up it was just kind of really inspiring for us and it just made us want to write and make the scene here bigger and better I mean I think it was all that youth movements that you guys were a part of I think that those were really amazing times because it was like I always say that I know I wrote something about this very very short while ago it was a note to the youth movements and I think that youth movements has actually helped in every sense of the word of more local bands to do more originals and as opposed to performing covers, not that performing covers is a bad thing, but you get out there and you become original, write your own stuff. And it, you guys, in that way, in that perfect sense, you actually did inspire a lot of musicians to do the same. Yeah, I, I mean, to us, it was just kind of like, and to a lot of musicians, you know, if you want to, you want to get out there and you want to kind of put put your stamp on the music industry or kind of be able to travel around and do your thing you know it's 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 more about what you write and less about how great you can play someone else's song you know because no one's no one's going to build a personal connection with your music if you all you're doing is playing covers yeah and unfortunately it, it, it happened for a long time and I, I still love some covers that local bands have done in the past and oh, I, yeah, sometimes I've always been amazed you know and but obviously the original stuff, I mean, I was going, like, I posted uh, something about this a few days ago as well. We were going through a local music library and we were just amazed as to how, how much we had and as to how much there has actually been, not, not only now, but in the past. Obviously now there's more out there and it's more accessible, but to obtain some local music, to, and obviously Neville Giliano actually helps us in, in, in achieve that in every sense of the word. You know, we had a lot of stuff, but he, he gave us some stuff that we didn't have. And yeah. we were just amazed, you know, because there were so many things that we hadn't heard of. And obviously, Jip Connection, we played it, uh, one of the tracks last week from that album um, on the show. And we were, like, amazed because, obviously, you've got Adrian Pisello collaborating, you've got Jalzamina, has got Dieter Schipolino, which and just the best of the best in one album, you know. And I'm hoping we can actually do another one very soon, obviously, including local music and maybe Jip Connection. I don't know what it would be called. Straight mm -hmm. out to Wilson, we don't know. But it's something that we've got our eyes on at the moment. Yeah, I think that's anyway, a great idea. It's something that has to get out there. You know, we need to showcase what we have on mm -hmm. our own doorstep sometimes. And I think it has to be more played more often. And it has to be get, get it has to get worldwide acclaim. Not, it's not going to get worldwide acclaim to Spotify because that or iTunes or anything else. But you just want to push the envelope, I suppose. Yeah. And that's the right way to do it. Before we get uh, carried away, obviously, we want to talk about uh, our first song that you chose. And this is uh, obviously because we were talking about it, and it makes perfect sense that we play it first. And obviously, it's one, one of my favorites as well by Adrian. And, and not that he, he doesn't have any songs that you won't like, but this is actually uh, Ultimate Killer of a song. Yeah. And this is Baja de la Proxima, which is 
just listen to the lyrics, listen to everything about it. It's just great. Why did you choose this song in particular? Um, I chose this song because, like I said before, Adrian's always been a big inspiration to us in, in Headwise, especially. And uh, he's just always been a bit of a shining light in the jib music scene, an all round badass. Um, oh. <laughs> and um, yeah, like um, this song in particular, I remember uh, back when I was in Bayside. And me, me and the boys had to, um, Christopher Cortez, who was our music teacher at the time, another incredible musician who yeah, inspired us all the way. Uh, we'll get he, to Chris eventually. <laughs> he kind of, yeah, he kind of uh, encouraged us to um, perform some local music. And obviously, since we loved Adrian so much, we, we kind of went through his library of music and... Uh, to this day, a lot a lot of his stuff is still on play in, on shuffle in my playlist and stuff. Um, but this song has always kind of stood out as the big one, which me and my friends all really loved and sang a lot. I do really blame you. It's something. It's one I actually play more often. And a little tidbit: it was actually part of our jingle for Inspired by Once Upon a Time. As well, I so do remember that actually. Now that you mention it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. thanks to our dear friend Warren Gomez who actually composed that as well for us. So we're going to play that song now. And obviously, if you haven't heard it before, you're in for a treat. If you've heard it, you're still in for a treat anyway. So this is Baja de la Proxima by Adrian Pizarro. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, 
que este tren nunca parará Rumbo fijo hacia ninguna parte Asegurado tiene tu trágico final Asegurado tiene tu trágico final Bájate en la próxima estación Adrian Pisarello with Vajate en la Próxima, a great track and a great choice for you, Patrick. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, see, you, you mentioned just before we played the track and speaking about Chris Cortes, and I, I don't think, at least when, when we talk about that youth movement in particular, I don't think Chris can go with, without mentioning, we can never go without mentioning Chris. He was such... And still is a, such a pivotal figure to what you guys became, and even what other musicians became from your generation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy, the guy is a, he's he's an unbelievable musician and a very inspiring person. Me, me, and Evan had the pleasure of uh, having him as our music teacher throughout the majority of our middle school, as well as Bayside, which kind of um, which was great because he actually knew us. By the time we got into Bayside and we were all kind of a close-knit uh, musical community. And, uh, and yeah, he, he just pushed us so much. Sometimes, sometimes it was too much for me. I wasn't very, very committed in school and that. But by the time I got to university, you, you can really tell the, the guy really wanted to give you a, a, an extra step forward in terms of your theory and your performance and everything. By the time I got to uni, I was one of the top in my class, which was unbelievable to me because I, I'd been so kind of lax in school and stuff. But yeah, his, his influence, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't stop saying a lot about it. It's just uh, unbelievable. I mean, we love Chris dearly. I mean, we've always got, seen him perform. Obviously, we know how much he's influenced people like yourself, like you said, and it's just great to hear all the time, you know, and it's, It's wonderful because, like it's like you said, you know, he he would push you to no end, and he, it's not just about pushing to no end. It's just about believing in the talent that you have, and if you've yeah. got a talent, and uh, he was never my teacher, but I can I can relate because his dad was, and his dad. I'm I'm very thankful to his dad, you know, and I won't get into it as to why, but there is a lot of things behind it, but yeah. uh, a lot of details behind it. But at the same time, 
when people would tell me about Chris, and I remember speaking to Simon when, in, in, early in the year about him and speaking to people like Jeremy Perez, speaking like yourself, and everybody, you know, from that generation is just uber thankful to what uh, Chris had achieved for you guys to make it in every sense of the word. Yeah, 100%. A lot, a lot of these musicians, he, he always pushed us to kind of uh, to leave Gibraltar and kind of further our studies in the UK and um, keep doing the music and uh, just be the best kind of version of yourself that you can be. Yeah. And, and that really helped with me. By the time I got to university, I was, I was given that lifeline in terms of being um, completely, unknown to, um, completely unknown because I didn't know that the theory, like my level of theory, he was teaching us grade eight theory at the time. And obviously it was very hard, but I didn't realize that he was only teaching us this level of theory so that when we went to the UK and they busted out the grade five, grade six in uh, universities, we'd all have that kind of edge on everyone else. And I, yeah, and it, and it just surprised me so much and gave me the opportunity to collaborate with so many different musicians. Which is fantastic. Like, you know, yeah. so we talk about it now, but when, it, it, when you see, or wit if you would have witnessed that youth movement, it was just great to see because so many great bands, so many great singers, so many great guitarists came from that era that it's incredible. And it's, it's, it's incredible to talk about it as an era now because it, it seems so long ago, but it's fairly recent as well. <laughs> But, yeah. it's, but so much has happened in such a short amount of time as well. Yeah. I mean, we speak about Chris quite a lot, but did you actually get to listen to the stuff he had done, obviously, in, like, in the local music scene as well? Um, I, I'd seen him perform quite a lot because he'd like to kind of uh, perform with uh, Jeremy. And uh, I saw him play with Taxi a, a couple of times because he used to play with them. And um, I only actually just discovered... Um, the stuff that he did with Craig McDonald's, not not yeah, the, the live, not the live video, but the old band. What was it called? Uh, Chango Mutney. Chango Mutney, yeah. Because I know yeah. he, he he used to talk about it a lot when we were in school, but I never really kind of thought, oh, like I didn't know, I didn't really think that it was like a band that he was in. I thought it was just a band that he liked. But I recently kind of listened to their big song. Um, what's it called? Doodoo. Yeah, dude. And um, it's got a very wicked music video as well. It's awesome, and and like it's so it's so cool to see him kind of because uh, I I knew he was always uh, really kind of <clears throat> a, a, you know he he's just a a fun person like and you just love to see him having fun on yeah on video you know what I mean and um, yeah like they were great I I recently got into that and yeah it's awesome. It's fantastic. I, I still, the Chango Martin album is one I actually go back to quite often because I'm always amazed as to how great it is. And it sounds, it doesn't even sound local at the same time. And it's like, you know, and then I, I didn't even rem remember there was a music video until somebody posted it recently as well. Yeah, that's me. And I, I, I just found, uh, I, yeah, I saw it and yeah, it was cool. And it just amazed me because I remember, like, it's amazing how the, the world goes around. But I remember seeing the video on the old GLMS site as well. And it was like, you know, a bit of a flashback to me, at least to when <laughs> I was 14, 15. And what, what, seeing that video for the first time and listening to the material for the first time as well. Obviously, I was too young to venture into Lord Nelson's back then. But then I, I never got to see them live. But I did know the album, at least, which was good enough for me because I knew who the rest of the band were. So 
no complaints at, at the end of the day. Yeah. <clears throat> but overall, I mean, we speak, we were talking about him as well before, but obviously Giles Zemedes, I think it goes without saying how much of an influence he can be for a lot of musicians in Gibraltar, not just to to be an influence, obviously, as, um, but as a role model, but as a person as well. And he's always there for everyone. He's always like replying to messages. He's always willing to collaborate with everyone. He's a, yeah. he's, he, he, he's just very versatile, and it's great how, how many things he's done as well. Yeah, I I am I am to- still totally in awe of Giles and his amazing voice. Uh, it just kind of the the recent videos that he did for Friday Night Live have helped me kind of. Um, it's just kind of reminded me of what a, a great musician he is and uh, and how amazing he was at Reach. That's why I kind of um, kind of got back to listening to some of Reach's stuff, um, which I, I always kind of played like young, when I was younger. Um, but it's it's amazing, like the the quality of music that came out of Gibraltar that has come out of Gibraltar. And the quality of music that Giles himself has produced in his other bands as well, which yep. uh, I, I recently saw a video from, uh, I think it was 1990, of his band yep. with, with Stephen and, uh, was it Harry? No, Peter Shishon. Ah, Peter Shishon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Sonia Prescott, yeah. Heads or Tails. Yeah. Heads or Tails, that's the one. And yeah. that that song is beautiful, like stunning. Yeah. So well produced and, and it's it's unbelievable. Like it, it kind of just, it, it just kind of, yeah, it baffles me. Like it's just so, so good. I mean, they've got this EP or I think it's like, a, I, I wouldn't really even classify it as an EP. It's a bit of a demo and it's got six or seven tracks and i was completely amazed when i listened to the rest of the heads of tales tracks a few years ago mm-hmm. and I, the same thing that happened to you like i just and then i was i hadn't seen um the the, the heads of tales video that you said you, we were talking about and i was like you know blown away because not, not just because of the quality and like you said and obviously on who the people involved were but it's just the production and everything it just it doesn't it sounds so professional it looks so professional it's like it's like everything all together in, in one big blunder in every sense of the word. Yeah. And it works, you know, to, to that advantage. And yeah, obviously sure. with Reach, it's the same thing, you know. I mean, I was, last year, like, I remember getting a call from Giles and he just spoke to me about Reach's second album, which was released, and he was like, you know, I've got other physical copy and I, w- I would like for you to have one. And I'm like, the first thing I did, I just got into my car with my brother, we just put it on, you know, it's like... I've been waiting for so long and intrigue, like obviously because we went to see them at the studio and they were working on it and Stephen refused to play me a preview because he wanted me to be surprised. And no, I was yeah. completely blown away, you know, in every sense, in every sense, in, and like I could listen to the riffs, I could listen to the bass, drums, it was just pure rock and roll at its finest in every sense of the word. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm, I've always had... Um... Um, the, I think it was their second album, the one where they were stood on the on the runway. Was that yeah. the second album? That's the first one. Was that the first album? Ah, okay. Because yeah. the one, um, the one that I've been listening to is a self-titled one with uh, "Adios Vida de Ayer" and "Sigo Sin Dormir." And uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 just incredible. Like they they're so good. <laughs> like it's just yeah. something that really. It's just another 
kind of thing that inspires me to kind of develop my my songwriting and stuff because of these amazing musicians and how well they did in the music industry and uh, how how well they still continue to write and release tracks as well. Like yeah. I I can't wait to see them once all this is over. I'd love to see them live again. Yeah, I mean they they did a fantastic job at Dribbles calling us. Yeah, and I, I'm still hoping we get to see them again. It's something, yeah, I think that it's not that everyone can go to Dribbles calling, but I think that, that they've got a lot to give, and just by having a lot to give, they just, they just want to showcase what they're all about, and even to new fans and old fans alike, it's just fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> and obviously the track that you chose is on the upside now which i actually posted a few days ago i said a bit of a dedication and i'm not going to divulge just to who she knows who it's about <laughs> but obviously on the upside now is a killer track and obviously it's it's a very a ballad it's very it sounds very acoustic but it's not but it's a, a killer song yeah it's one of those songs that um i still play when i pick up an acoustic guitar you know what i mean like it's just just the first kind of g and C to D and then D to C is just so like iconic. And it just, yeah. every time, every time I grab an acoustic guitar, I just, I have to stop myself from, from just losing myself in the song. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a great track. And I know there are a lot of great tracks on that album, but that's the one that has always stood out to me and been the one that I always kind of sang and like to jam on. I don't blame you either. Isn't it amazing, like when you actually, not even without, I do it without picking up a guitar, but I'm always amazed as to how much I sing to local music. And it's always amazed me as to, I'm singing along maybe to a friend's music and it's always blown me away. Yeah, like it's just one of those things where you, you don't like, especially with me, like I did appreciate it at the time when I was like before I went to university, um, but it never really like, hit home like never really hit me as hard as when I actually moved away from Gibraltar and kind of it just, it just like being away from Gibraltar just makes you appreciate all the amazing things that have been done here and are continuing to be done here like and bands that are just truly inspiring and just awesome awesome Absolutely. bands yeah. so we're, go we're not going to get carried away we're going to play yeah. this killer of a song, and it's yes. a, like we said, it's it's a great song, one you'll like absolutely love, if you've not listened to it, but one that you'll absolutely love. Even if you if you listen to it maybe a hundred times, you're still going to love it as if it's the first time. So yeah, it's on the upside now by the iconic Reach. I hope you enjoy it, guys. ago and all was pretty you said you'd give up everything just to be with me boy what a joke that one turned out to be all I'm asking of you now is to reconsider please don't tell me that it's over cause I got news for you baby all that's gone now I'm on the upside now yeah I'm on the upside now I never tried to be God or one of his angels 
But then again, I never felt I had the need to I'm making money now on a nine to five, baby Maybe that's enough to keep you happy Please don't tell me that it's over Cause I got news for you Baby, all that's gone now I'm on the upside now I'm on the upside now Time keeps ticking away But you still got time to say If you want me back There's a fresh new start There's no other price to pay I'm on the upside now I'm on the upside now with On The Upside Now, a great song choice as well by Patrick. And obviously, it's the one that would actually be on one of my lists as well. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I've still not actually done an episode myself. And everyone tells me, you know, why don't you get someone to interview you and you can actually choose five songs? I don't think I'd be able to. I, I would think I'll have to do it in various ways. Like control, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not only that. I think it's yeah. more the worry of leaving something somebody out, you know, because yeah. keep in mind, I do it on a daily basis as well. So it's like when you get something sent in advance, you're like, okay, this is going to sound great. I can wait for people to listen to it. But I'm actually, don't want to be put in that position. And obviously to choose five would be very difficult for me. That's why I always say, like when, when I asked you, you know, either you choose five of your own or you can choose five from other locals. Because if not, it's very hard to even choose five of your own, you know? Yeah. Like, and, but if you mix and match it, it works. Mm-hmm. I did. I did struggle. Like, uh, I didn't. I didn't give it a lot of time. But I kind of just kind of picked the f- the first ones that came to mind. But there's so so much good music that's produced here in Gibraltar. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of really awesome musicians from the, even before I was born. It's just the music here is just so signature and so pure. Yeah. It yeah. comes from the heart, I think. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Gifted. And I, was, I think maybe this is one that maybe it's off the radar, but at the same time, I think people need to be made aware of. And obviously, it's one of the tracks that you chose in Beauty It's Been Some Time by Robin Panza as well. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I didn't actually, I didn't know much about uh, Robin uh, a couple of years ago when he kind of first came onto the scene with his band Dakota but I've kind of just been following his uh, progress and stuff and he's making some really lovely music like in uh, university it's like everything else you know when you've got the time and obviously not only if you've got the time when you've got the gifts and, and uh, not just composing or producing it, it just it, it's incredible you know it, it completely amazes me 
like in like uh, he posted something that it's only just him and the guitar but you would never think it's just him and the guitar you think it's actually recorded in a studio with a very good producer and who can actually guide you all the way it just sounds fantastic yeah we 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 spoke about the the kind of uh cover songs and stuff that uh, a lot of musicians in gibraltar tend to do and he he did a cover of um running up that hill yeah which and, i actually bought on itunes as well yeah and he posted it um on uh, spotify and stuff and i i was honestly just in awe of that song like it's such a beautiful rendition of the song with just him and a guitar and uh just really really stunning really cool and it, it, like you said it, it's it's now it's the end thing i just say obviously singer songwriters and obviously bands still go a long way but people like uh, singer songwriters like louis, louis capalzi obviously and sheeran and everybody else this is the way to go in for, uh, at the moment and it's it's it, it works to a certain extent not that bands don't but nowadays singer songwriters are the ones that are trying to get out there and when it's just them and their guitar and even with if they <clears> get a full-blown band to perform at a stadium or whatever it just amazes me as to how well they can do it just on their own for a while yeah and then how they can get a band to actually adapt themselves to performing that the, their material as well yeah like i i've always kind of believed um especially since when i when i went to uni that if if there's something you want to write and maybe you're in a maybe you're in a band or something and it's not really the style of the band, but you you kind of just really love the, like a different kind of music. End of the day, you know, as long as you work hard on every project you're in, something's gonna succeed. You know, what I mean, so you're gonna do well. And uh, I, I I myself find myself in uh, four bands at the minute, and that's only because I feel like I want to make the most of my time while I'm in the UK and while I'm kind of collaborating with other musicians, I don't want to slow down and I don't want to kind of do, um, just kind of do the same thing over and over. I kind of want to uh, freshen up my uh, my palette and start just kind of doing stuff that is a little bit out of my comfort zone. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, recently, while I've been at home, I've been doing a lot of uh, writing as well. And um, it's it's... Um, since I don't have the musicians from my band here, it's kind of giving me kind of like a um, a lighter kind of sound, and and uh, it's making me really kind of work on my songwriting itself because I'm not kind of focusing so much on uh, other people's parts and everything. It's kind of just making me a better composer, I think, by being here alone and trying to kind of put these songs together yeah. but um but yeah so it's it's good to it's good to kind of do your own thing every now and again um while you're working with other bands i know he's he's actually in a band i think in manchester i think it's called uh call forth or something and um and he yeah he so he performs with a band and stuff um but obviously i imagine this lockdown is just kind of making him want to record some stuff that yeah. he normally wouldn't you know which is really it works cool to an like advantage, absolutely yeah and obviously you talk about songwriting in particular what goes through your mind when you obviously when something comes to mind is it something so things that perhaps you live through maybe it could be like a view and what what is the source of your inspiration um my inspiration works really in, in really weird ways i can kind of uh 
I, I, I can sit down and kind of write some lyrics and kind of get into that. But the majority of my songs come about because I'm just kind of like in a completely unmusical state, just doing something else. And I'll come up with something in my head and I'll have to record it. And I'll just uh, kind of hum into my phone. And then maybe an hour later, once I'm stopped doing what I'm doing, I'll sit down and I'll try and work something around it. Yeah. Um, which is normally my process, like when I'm not with other people, because um, when I'm collaborating with other musicians, it's a lot more natural and kind of uh, it just happens so quickly. If someone brings something to the table, then I can immediately write a melody over it, which I, I, I love writing melodies. And that's normally my my kind of expertise where where they lie. But um the lyrics kind of can come from any kind of inspiration. Um, like uh, I used to write a lot. Of, well, I, I learned I learned a lot of my songwriting stuff from Evan, who uh, was a very gifted. He is a very gifted songwriter, and he, he is. Uh, a, a lot of the stuff he used to write was about girls, and that's kind of where I started writing my music. Um, and uh, now it's more just kind of whatever. Uh, whatever I think about at the time, it could be, you know, any anything from girls to just money troubles and a- anything like anything that takes interest. I'll I'll try and write something about it. It works to a certain level, I think, and, and like and like it's amazing sometimes. Like when you look at the charts, I know even even twenty thirty years ago, like even the, like the most. I I don't want to say weird, but the cheesiest of songs, like with, with cheesy lyrics, made it to number one. It's stuff like that, and it's like it's amazing how much you can put to pen to paper. It's like you can probably look at the view and think about something silly, like a boat sailing away, or yeah, you know. But it's it's incredible to think as to where the, the source of inspiration comes from different artists as well. Yeah, I think I think the one the one thing that people can kind of uh, get uh, a bit confused about when it comes to songwriting is. Because uh, a, a lot of a lot of people like to put a lot of words into what they say and like, kind of make it sound really interesting. Make it sound like overly, I, I don't know, just kind of like overly expressive. When kind of I I feel like when it comes to my songwriting, the melody kind of takes more of a more of control over the song, and yeah. I feel like the lyrics themselves. I feel like less is more with Absolutely. so I mean I mean with a lot of the the best songs and a lot of the biggest hits and stuff it's normally all about the hooks and a hook can be anything from just like a noise to like just a couple words you know what I mean like it doesn't always have to be as complicated as you can make it you know but it's amazing, like how that happens. Though I'm always very astonished as to how single songwriters like yourself can actually put pen to paper about and just write uh, p- about pure emotion. Like you said, it could be anything, and it, it always amazes me as to how musicians can actually achieve that and actually make n- uh, not just a living out of it, but make it sound meaningful for the person that could listen to it and maybe find a different meaning for the song as well. Yeah, I, I mean, end of the day, you're 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 in it to like you are in it to please other people with your music you know but it's not the most important thing you know it's it's always kind of 
I feel like you as a songwriter comes first and you know if someone likes the music then that's great like people will follow it you know what I mean like it's always it's always more important that you're happy with what you release than other people are happy with what you release you know what I mean like Absolutely. like bands like Nirvana and stuff like Kurt for example had a huge kind of like he he didn't really care or he he kind of like he he'd he'd release stuff that he wanted to release and then you saw how incredibly successful they were you know because they they had the guts and they had the determination to do what they wanted to do rather than what other people were telling them to do yeah and I yeah. think that's the, the most amazing thing, like you mentioned with Robin's track in particular, you know, it's like, it's given him the time to just bring out something of his own, get it out there, obviously, perhaps being a, a bit in the shadows, because it's been, like I said, it does seem like it's off the radar, but at the same time, I think once li- people listen to this, they'll be just amazed, like what we always talk about, as to how much talent there is coming out of Gibraltar, and obviously how much of this, uh, this, this pandemic is a positive to musicians. Yeah, the, the the most important thing is that you're working, like just working as hard as possible, just releasing and writing as much as possible. Because at the end of the day, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna be discovered if you're sat in your room, kind of just mulling over the same song over and over and not releasing anything. You know what I mean? You yeah. need to kind of you need you need to create content and create stuff that you are happy with and that you know people will like because you're confident about it. Absolutely. So without further ado, we're going to play that track. And I think you're in for a treat in every sense of the word. And I think if, if you like it, I just purchase it, stream it. It's, it's incredible. I, I was completely astonished as to how great this was. So this is Beauty. It's been some time now by Robin Panzer. Hope you enjoy it. Beauty in front of my eyes, 
This is part four, and obviously with part four, it means that we're almost at the end, unfortunately. Obviously, because we're going to play, we're going to mix maybe part four and five. It depends as to how we go with time. But we're actually enjoying the conversation, and obviously there is a lot of stuff we could talk about, and I think we could stay and actually create another volume and do another one. But, yeah, hundred I mean, percent. Because there is so much to do and and actually talk about. But it's incredible to talk about that evolution, not not just about yourself, but about local music, getting to get the knowledge as to where your local music influences have come from as well. Yeah, like, um, it's, it's just, you know, like, when it comes to music, it, even though I kind of struggle to string sentences together sometimes because of the kind of the live element of this, it's just kind of like you can, you can talk for hours on end on how incredible the music is that comes out of Gibraltar and about music in general because of how special it is to all of us and not only musicians but to all of us as people yeah 
that's exactly it. You've hit the nail in the head. And I, I think even what I, happens to me, like even I, I was listening to the Views album just last week and I was like, you know, it's incredible to witness their evolution as well because obviously they, always, some things happened. They've gotten back together. Obviously, uh, there were hamburger thieves now that the views that performed at um, Triple Calling. They opened up the main stage. You know, things have happened. Obviously, um, you have to make some money somehow. And then, then with that money, they've released an EP. They're work, they're, there's works that they're going to release an album very, very soon as well. Oh, and they're going to work on that very soon as well. So it's like, it's incredible how power hungry and how, uh, not just power hungry, but how passionate like, they, they are to. Most bands are now on even artists to get the material out there. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, like um, end of the day, if you're not releasing music, if you're not staying in the in the public eye, then you can. It's so easy to slip under the radar and and not have your stuff listened to by thousands of people. We we in Gibraltar have a very good platform because we're all kind of we're a very close knit community. And if, if, if you ask for support, if you look for support, it's the, the support's always going to be there, you know, like, yeah. um, I, that's one thing that kind of, um, hit me like a ton of bricks when I went to the UK is that there, there's so many musicians and so many artists there that it's, it's ridiculously easy to slip under the radar and to, and to kind of have bands kind of fail and stuff because because there's there's so if you're not the hardest working musician it's very difficult to make a a living in music and like i know myself i've spent uh an obscene amount of money while i've been in uk just recording and just rehearsing with bands and stuff I, i i couldn't even think to put a number on it honestly but um, in this industry, you need to spend a lot of money to to have to have your music accessed by a lot of people, especially yeah. in the UK. But here in Gibraltar, as I was saying, it's it's very easy to um, to promote your music, and it's very easy to kind of put it out there because there there are people that know you and will and will listen and support you because we're all very close knit here. It's incredible. Like it's like you just said. It, it sometimes it hits home because we don't realize how easy we have it. Obviously, nowadays with Rock on the Rock, it's not just a rehearsal space, or, or even if you get a rehearsal space up in Lathbury Barracks or, or anything else, it's it's very easy to. It's very difficult to achieve at the same time because obviously there's waiting lists and whatnot. But if you want to record now, for example, go to Jibordio, Martin uh, Winterstein Smith. I set up shop at Rock on the Rock, and it's incredible. You know, there's actually record label record recording studio in Gibraltar with with, with, with a, a very good producer in that as well. In Martin, obviously, and obviously when then you get take that out of the equation, then you go to Rock on the Rock. You ask Alan and Gina if you can rehearse in one of the rooms. There's actually one room that you can use, like whenever you need it, even if you're not actually in a band or whatever. Like you're just getting a band together for one event, you can actually rehearse in one of the common rooms that they have. You know, it's very, very incredible to witness that and to see that evolution. Yeah, totally. Like, I, I, I can't even express how, how helpful um, Alan and Gina and the whole Rock and the Rock family has been to, to me and to, and to my friends, Evan Dow and Headwires and to all local musicians. They, they are truly just, um, just awesome. Like, I, I remember 
speaking of Adrian before, he used to let my first band rehearse in his in his room, which was um, it was just me, Evan, and his daughter Alba, and we were just it, it was just like a kind of fun thing that we just did like a one-off, um, like a gig, and that was like the start of my of my life in music here in Gibraltar, and it's. It, I I started in Rock on the Rock when I was like 12, 13 and that and that and and ever since then it's just all been Rock on the Rock. They've always been there for us and we've always kind of tried to give back to them as much as we can. I mean what was it like obviously we we can dive a bit more into the modern strangers as well but Obviously, when you came over to National Day uh, for the National Day gig, for example, in 2018, what, <coughs> excuse me, what was it like for for the, your friends or even your bandmates to see what Rock on the Rock is, or what, after hearing what it meant to you? Oh, they love Rock on the Rock. Um, so that basically, when I met them, uh, they came over to Gibraltar and played as Propellers yeah, that at the it. Gibraltar Music Festival. Uh, they, they like that night. Um, I took them to Rock on the Rock and we, we saw Adrian live that night and even though they couldn't understand the music because it was in Spanish um, they, they loved it, they loved Adrian's energy and everything and they loved, they loved the whole feeling about that place I, I, I know that uh, I, when I started going there you could still smoke indoors and like that was the one thing that kind of um, I was like oh I don't really like this place to begin with because I was quite young and didn't really understand it but um, you know, it, it now now I walk in there and I just take a big guff and big smell. <laughs> I'm just like, this is this is home. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you the boys that? love they lo- they love rock and the rock. I I I've introduced them to Alan a bunch of times. And uh, when we played there on National Day, it was uh, it was a really really warm feeling, really great. I mean, it's, it's always wonderful. Like for me, it's like going home, and it's like going home to your parents. That's what it feels like to me, at yeah. least. And I think I speak for a lot of people, when, like when it comes to Alan and Gene. Like I always, I I remember I, every time I message Gina sometimes, and like I just say hi, weekend mom, or or, or anything <laughs> of the sort. You know, it's 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 that personal. You know, I think rock and rock, even for me, who who is not a musician, it means so much to me, and it means so much to so many different people. It, whether it's you're not a musician, whether it's like maybe you got the first time you got drunk there, it could be anything that you've done in your life. Everyone probably has a very wicked rock and rock story. Oh yeah, well, like <clears throat> I uh, like I don't know. Um, I I'm not gonna get into my stories of rock and no, rock because yeah, because uh, I yeah, like I had a great time there and I I spent many a drunken night there. Um, and, <laughs> yeah yeah i mean any anyone would know you know if you've seen me there i was probably struggling to walk or uh <laughs> struggling to talk so, yeah the boost is too cheap sorry alan sorry gina but the boost is too cheap <laughs> yeah it's it no no it's it's the perfect price <laughs> like yeah, uh, after, after being in in england and uh kind of experiencing how ridiculously uh, expensive everything is it's kind of like every time I come home I need to get my fix of rock and rock and you know you come out with a with a tenner and by the time you've run out of money you're already on the floor you know <laughs> <laughs> good way good way of putting it right there yeah 
a little bit of a segue, obviously, because the, the track yeah. that you've chosen is actually um, an ex-bandmate of Adrian's in Gabriel Moreno. And I think, like, when people saw Gabriel on National Day, I think, because obviously like, it's like we talked about with Robin being off the radar kind of thing, but with Gable, not just because he was off the radar, but because he was doing so many things outside of Jib, people didn't seem to, didn't seem to realize what he was actually doing until they saw him live. Obviously, the Caribbean poet stuff is completely different to what the stuff he was doing on his own, but it just works so well, and it, it just um, introduced new audiences to his music and to what he's all about. Yeah, I mean, um, Daryl actually turned me on to his music like the I think it was the end of 2018, and uh, I I had no idea who he was because like he he he'd been living in London and doing a lot of poetry in London, and uh, I I was honestly amazed when when I went to see him I, I saw him twice before the before the National Day gig I went to that as well I saw him at, uh, I, he played at an intimate gig at the Caspar. And yeah. uh, um, Sacarellos as well. So both of them, and uh, he was selling his his poetry, and um, yeah, like it, it's it's amazing. Like another great, amazing musician that kind of I didn't even know about until I moved away from Gibraltar. And yeah, uh, yeah it's really really great stuff. Are you always amazed, obviously, because more than anything else, like you mentioned about being productive or anything else, but does it always amaze you? Like, obviously, if you see him on social media, he's very active on social media, and whether it's releasing new stuff or even just writing in poetry or posting his poetry, rather, does it always amaze you as to how much he can write about, as to how much maybe of things that we're going through at this very moment? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy's an amazing poet. Like, um, he, he writes some really, really incredible stuff, and uh, and yeah, it, it's it's... Kind of like I've I've never obviously I've never like tried to do poetry because I don't know like is it, it never really was my thing but um, now that I can kind of step outside and kind of see what he's doing it's it's really really inspirational because the guy works so much and he runs these poetry nights in London which I've been meaning to get to but obviously living in the UK and traveling to London is very expensive. So I only really make the uh, make the trip up for gigs and stuff, um, yeah. but um, but yeah, he's he's another really hardworking musician. He sold he sold a few books of his poetry, and um, and yeah, I I really look up to him and look up to um, the stuff that he does, especially the track that I've chosen, which I was first shown uh, by Daryl. Uh, before, before I went to see him, he said, "Check out this guy's music. You, you'll really enjoy it." And he's playing at Sacarello's next week, and I was like, "Oh, great!" And I listened to this song, and I was I was blown away. Yeah, it, I think it, it's. It, it, I think what what always captivates me in every sense of the word. Every time I listen to Gabriel, it's, it's the accents, it's the flair, it's so Mediterranean, so South American, but it sounds so beautiful at the same time. Yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a tug of war between uh, this track and "We Are What We Are," which was the probably the, my highlights. It's very hard to pick a highlight from. I think it was was it last year National Day when he played. Yeah. yeah, it's very hard to pick a highlight from that gig, but that song when he played it, everyone just went absolutely crazy, and he. It, it's a beautiful song. 
But um, yeah. this this song Lena Kalinka is just an incredible track. It is absolutely beautiful. I totally agree. And before, obviously, because we did mention about the time, and actually, because because we have to do parts one and five together, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. I mean, because the things that you're doing, like you mentioned, you're in four bands. Obviously, one of the, the, the bands that you're in, Sandingo, released one of their trucks called Luck a few months ago. So tell us about what the things that you're doing at the moment. Obviously, the four bands in particular, but obviously, more than anything else, what is the goal at the end of this? At the end of this? So, I mean, the goal is, you know, like, I want to make money from this. I want to make this my life, my my kind of uh, my everything you know and I know I know it's going to be very hard and very it's going to take a very long time but I feel like while I'm while I'm in the UK I want to work on as many different things as possible and work with as many people as possible so um, luck came about I've been in this band uh, Sandingo since um, early last year Um, me and my housemate Rich started up this band and uh, we met Sam and Alex, who's our guitarist and bassist. Uh, we met them because we, we were all at BIM at the time. And, uh, and yeah, it's just one, the band kind of I always wanted to do, which was the heavy kind of alternative stuff with yeah. the kind of commercial pop kind of sound. So, um, so yeah, it was, it, was, it was a bit of a, a mix of just, everything that I'd listened to in the past, like Foo Fighters and um, Pearl Jam and um, even the kind of softer indie stuff, like the Strokes and stuff. I wanted to kind of put it all in one basket, you know. And, um, yeah, this song, Luck, uh, was produced and engineered by Joe Capel at at Small Pond in Brighton, who's an incredible producer, incredible engineer. He's a touring drummer who plays in a band called Libra Libra. And uh, I, I feel like it was um, kind of the best experience of recording and the best kind of sound production-wise that I've ever kind of been involved in. So I was very, very happy with how it came out. And obviously, like, if you, we follow you on social media, like, like, like we do, at least, uh, we see that obviously you're in another band called Zaga, which is going to release a single in a few weeks as well. Yeah, you know, if if this, uh, if you, if, I'm I'm sure maybe you'll like give it a share or something at some point. But um, if if it, if we would have done this after, then I probably would have chosen that song as well, because of how amazing that experience was with Dagger. Because Dagger came about through my uh, performance exams, um, where a few of my good friends we all kind of got together because we were all in one class and. And it was so natural and so incredibly quick. We put together a 20-minute set in like a rehearsal or a couple rehearsals. And um, we ended up getting um, like uh, mid to high 90 marks for that. And uh, yeah, and and we obviously we were like, look, this is something special. We need to keep doing it. And um, yeah, and like we kind of decided fairly recently, a few months ago, we were like, Let's just do it. Let's just start gigging and record something and have something out. You know, I, I, I like I said, I just want to do anything that I want to do, which is, yeah, which is every, everything I can put out, I will put out. And, uh, and yeah, and also I've been working with Modern Strangers. 
Uh, I've been with them for almost five years now. That's uh, Yeah, and uh, and yeah, we're we're still kind of uh, doing stuff behind the scenes. I have a few big announcements coming up soon, um, early on in the summer, and hopefully we can kind of get back to it. And uh, I'm also playing guitar for uh, a woman called Cat uh, Speranza, who um, she's an awesome, awesome singer and very beautiful woman. She she posed for Playboy uh, in uh, Italy, and um, yeah, she's she's very <laughs> she's very cool. She's um, her music's really kind of punky and like really kind of inspired by you know bands like no doubt and kind of like the new kind of femme punk stuff which i really really enjoy listening to so it was really hard well it was really easy like to um kind of decide i wanted to do this project with her and uh so far so good we released the track actually a youtube video uh online for our song Stay Young, and the band's called uh, Cat SFX. We'll have to look for it and actually maybe play it until we look or something. Awesome. It's something to get out of there. It's, it's, got, it's got local contingency. We'll classify it as a local track. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you can, you can classify any of my stuff as local stuff. Like, I, no, I, no doubt. I'm always going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do that with modern strangers quite often. You know, we like. You know, I remember people saying, "But we've never seen these these guys live in Gibraltar before." But I'm like, "No, oh, but they've actually got someone local." And but it doesn't really matter. You know, it's if it's got local contingent, it's got it's local music at the end of the day. It's local musicians getting out there in the world. Yeah, in the, the day, like we're all we're all Gibraltar citizens. It's not a competition, you know. Like exactly. it's it's about getting music out there and and stuff and. I feel like any any help is is good help, and Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really good to have the support of you and other people here in Jib. It's much appreciated for your kind words as well. One last question, I think I asked Guy Palmer this complex question, but I think it, maybe it's in in your guys' case it's a lot easier to do. Any possibility do you think maybe of a headwise reunion someday? Uh, good question, actually. Uh, me and me and Daryl um, kind of we we chat about it a fair bit, you know. Um, I mean, it, it's very possible it will happen, but there's no plans at the minute of it happening. Um, I know. Um, I mean, I'm I'm in four bands at the minute and uh, producing a lot of music. Evans producing some really great music as well. He just re- he released a song a few months ago. Um, I think it's called, uh, what is it? Uh, Song of the Summer? Or oh, I'm such a bad mate. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Evan. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, but he he's great. You should go and check him out on Instagram. He's uh, been doing this uh, fact of the day thing recently, which is really funny, where he uh, kind of just sits with a mic and just uh, tells you a fact that you've never ever heard <laughs> but uh, but yeah he he's he's still doing music he he's uh i've spoken to him recently he said he's he's he'll be releasing some stuff soon as well so keep an eye on him uh, as far as the headwires reunion is concerned probably not this year but you never know 
Like we haven't really had a full conversation about it yet. I'm always up to doing anything and I'm always up to creating content. So yeah, I'm, yeah, it should, it should happen. It should happen at some point. Well, we'll cross our fingers and our toes that it happens. Yeah, same here. So before we get and go and get going and playing the, the two tracks that we have to play, we just want to thank you, Patrick, for your time. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and actually talk about local music and even not just talk about local music, but just talk about music in general. Yeah, no problem. I had a really, really good time and I hope that I haven't sounded too much like an idiot when I uh, str struggle to get the words out. But, um, but yeah, it's, but I think, uh, it's been really fun. I think the lesson that we've, I've learned, at least throughout the entire episode, is how well-versed you can be with local music, especially when it comes to seeing and knowing who the local pioneers have been over the years as well. Yeah, like, like I said, like you go away, you, you leave Gibraltar, and you always, you always kind of uh, want to um, kind of have this music with you when you're away it just reminds you of home and the amazing musicians that came out of gibraltar and are still coming out of gibraltar uh special mention uh goes to musicians like uh simon dumas who's doing his yeah. stuff with king calloway which is really Absolutely. awesome and uh yeah I, I i i can't wait to see a wave of gibraltarian musicians absolutely just take take apart the the music scene in the world and uh, as long as everyone keeps working i'm sure that will come about no oh, absolutely i am i think it's it's nuts and not a case of now or never ne now or never it's just a matter of when yeah 100 percent. i knew it will happen but anyway patrick like i said pleasure to talk to you and obviously we're going to play those two tracks and this has been straight out of Gibraltar. we've had a blast talking to patrick we've had a blast talking about local music we've had a blast with the tracks that he's chosen and he's got he's chosen two killer tracks to end the show. So we always say, Patrick, keep on supporting local talents because when you do, you're keeping local music alive. Yeah, awesome. I, I couldn't agree more. And that's the best way to go on about this. Best of luck. And obviously, we'll keep our eyes out on that for that Dagger track. And obviously, once that Dagger's track is out, obviously, you can find it on the GLMS page. We'll we gladly share it and for people to listen to and to perhaps generate a new fan base as well awesome so thanks a lot patrick guys we'll be back next week with a brand new episode hopefully and if, it, if it's not next week maybe it's the week after we don't know we just said like in a post today that we we're just going to post the post the new episodes pretty much whenever a musician is available and obviously this one is already available and you'll you're listening to it now but for you know maybe another one drops tomorrow maybe another one drops on friday you never know it, it's all a matter of having fun with it and getting to know local musicians. So thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. Take care, guys.
promise to work on my art, my Russian chili. Roll one for me. And tonight, let's pretend we are in a garden of dreams, like a scene by Chagall. In the pools of your eyes Lena Kalinka Do you have any words for this summer to drink? The day has been long And I'm stuck in my mind Lend me your tongue I need to unsing All that I've sung, it's so hard to become But maybe tonight we can be whatever we want A modernist form, a pound of amour Show me that sweet line, mud poet's fine In the folds of your eyes And bring me Devils within and all of my sin. Tonight we might win just for a while. My flame in the night. It's the middle of winter, it's so cold inside Sometimes I cry From the snow in my eyes I want you to feel All that I feel, it's everyone's dream To not be alone But maybe tonight we can entangle our bones and be like a song by General Boyd Show me that sweet bird he stole from your verse and the pulled in your eyes and bring me wine to exorcise the devils within
for listening. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show wherever you access your podcasts by searching for GLMS Podcasts.